Ladies and gentlemen, Legionnaires, welcome to your Legion of Myth live stream on this subjectively beautiful day in uh, 23rd of June 2018 for episode number 168. Now, normally you'd be hearing the dulcet tones of Garthon the Death Seeker, but he is visiting his family's post World War II Argentinian compound to, you know, make sure all of the servants are doing everything just right. But instead, I have a special guest with me, and that is Cthulhu. Say hello, Cthulhu. Hello. Yay. Hey, there we are. We're good. How are you doing today? Uh, so far, so good. So far, so good. Well, you can't, you can't really can't fight that one. All right. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> Today's segments uh, with My Heathen Dogma anime on the stream. We're going to have My Hero Academia and Baruto Naruto Next Generation's update. A year ago, I, uh, I did a, a review on these two, but they were both either brand new or hadn't come out yet. They were coming out the next day. All right. So one of them, I was just conjecture, and the other was supremely early like five or six episodes into the first season. Now they've both got 50 to 60 episodes to their name, so now we can do a real review on everything that's going on. And then after my segment, we have a teachable moment with Cthulhu where he talks about World of Warcraft, where he was absent. He played for, what, seven years? Yes. Seven years, was absent for many years. How many? Seven, about. Oh, and yeah. absent for another seven years and came back to it <laughs> recently. So we we're going to hear his thoughts on what's changed, what's different, how does it feel, all that good stuff. And after that, we're going to talk our random number generator. We came up with uh, Cthulhu Law is catching up on his comics because, well, Garthon has touched his soul with his comic reviews, and he decided to get back into it. And uh, then we're going to both talk about The Expanse because we've both been watching it, and we both have opinions on it, and we're going to share them with you. Sound good to you? Sounds good. All right. Now we're going to give a special thank you to our top subscriptions. we got Hicks and... Uh, I got Hicks for Twitch and, uh, well, Patreon as well. I mean, he's, he's a big spender. Sheriff, Baldahar, and our top donations for uh, Streamlabs and uh, Twitch Cheers. We got Baldahar coming in another first place. And, of course, Zahn Extreme, a.k.a. Zahn. And Baldahar has given us lots of video games, and we thank him for it. And you know what? He only gives me video games so I can die horribly. So that's probably a thing. Anyway, uh, if you like this content, if you don't like this content, then don't like and subscribe. But please comment. And you can see us on all of our social media areas you can see right here. And, of course, you can hear this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, and any aggregate anywhere. And, of course, you can support us by getting a Patreon subscription, Streamlabs donation, PayPal director. Those are all great. But what we really want you to get is the merch. Get the gear. These shirts are quality. I'm not kidding. I fought for it. And I'm proud of it. And, of course, you can cheer anytime you like by typing cheer and your favorite amount of bit number. Now, we're going to go to our disclaimer. <clears throat> I got I to gotta do the announcer voice. Hang on. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. And Cthulhu Law is trying to cheer, but he can't do it because there's no space between cheer and the number. There you go. While he's figuring that out, I'm going to get into, bam, Heathen Dogma anime on the stream. And our first anime today is My Hero Academia. Now, I'm going to go into this one right off the bat saying I like it, 
it, I'm, I never miss a week, a weekly episode, but I'm still going to be as fair as I can. All right, now the story is all about Izuka Midoriya, and uh, he's born in a world where over 80 to 90 percent of the people in it are born with what's called a quirk, some kind of superpower. Now, they range from completely useless, like uh, I can sense when paper is present. Seriously, that's one. I swear to God, that that's one. To uh, <laughs> it's true, it's true. To uh, I I can lift up uh, an, an oil tanker and throw it, you know, five hundred yards. You know, they they vary that much. But but the ones that have the more useful quirks go either become super villains or go into the hero academies. And and Midoriya is in the most prestigious most prestigious hero academy there is, UA Academy because he was sponsored by the greatest of all heroes, the number one hero in the world, All Might. Anyway, we're going to get into that, but first, we're going to get into the My Hero details. Direct Now, uh, Cthulhu, I want to tell you that it's a running joke around here that I cannot pronounce Japanese names at all. Just <laughs> at all. So I'm going, to, I'm going to ruin all this nonsense. Just kill it. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. And, uh, okay, directed by Kenji Nagasaki, written by oh. Yosuke Kuroda, music yes. by Yuki Hayashi, Hayashi. There you go. Studio Bones and uh, licensed by Funimation in the U.S., which is where I watched it, so there you go. The original networks were JNN for Season 1 and NNS for Season 2. Now, I rarely see that, where one season is on one network and another season is on another. In the U.S., that means that there must be something fundamentally wrong with it. But I haven't found that, but it could be I'm just American. I'm America. That's all it is. Now, the original run uh, started April 3rd, 2016 to now. It's currently ongoing, and there's 51 episodes, and you can watch them all, subbed or dubbed, on Hulu. Now, let's get into the main characters. Main character is Izuku Midoriya. He is the protagonist of the series. He's the one tapped uh, with, the, with the power of one for all. Now, what this is, uh, years and years ago, there was this guy who, who supposedly was quirkless. All right? And... Uh, uh, he was made fun of by his older brother who had the ability to steal quirks from other people. Well, to get his younger brother on board, he decided to give his brother a quirk. You know, he could steal him and then give another people or keep him for himself. So he gave him to his brother. All right, so here, take this, stop being such a whiny little brat. Well, he wasn't quirkless. He had a quirk. His quirk was to give his quirk to others. Now, since he didn't have one, that was his only quirk. He didn't know. But once he got another quirk, it merged with his, and he was able to pass that on to someone else. And their quirk merged with those two, and on and on and on. Midoriya is the huh. seventh or ninth inheritor of the one-for-all power. And through, the, through that time, it has merged with seven to nine other quirks, and has grown to the power level that it is now. And it is crazy. Uh, all Might is the is the last inheritor of the One for All Power, and uh, he is, like I said, the number one hero. And he he is phenomenally fast and phenomenally strong. It's unbelievable levels of strength. And Midoriya should be even stronger than that, since every it strengthens every time he gets passed on. But he didn't have a quirk to begin with, so who knows? Anyway, he started off in the first season as a bit of a crybaby. All right, a little bit of a crybaby, a little bit. Not okay. not not devil man crybaby, 
level. <laughs> that guy was a sissy Mary. No, just he cried. He was very emotional. He wore his heart in his sleeve. But throughout the the, the three seasons that's gone that's gone on, he's gotten better at it. He's gotten better controlling his emotions. He's gotten better uh, growing as a team leader and uh, coming up with plans that work on the fly because he studied all heroes, he studied all villains, he's internalized all their information because before he had the one-for-all quirk, he was a fanboy. He had notes, like like copious notes on all all uh, heroes and villains and how they would fight, how they would, uh, how they, uh, who would win, who wouldn't win, be who, what strategy, you know, all that crap. Now he's slowly getting used to his powers. Now, before I run this clip, I'm gonna show you um, Kaze no stigma. That's it. That's it. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a clip. But before I do that, I'm gonna tell you that initially when he got his power, he couldn't control it. There wasn't a dial. It was either 100% or nothing. And when he hit it 100%, like he punched something at 100% power, he would punch something just like All Might. It would be wrecked. Whatever he hit died. That's it. But he, his body could barely handle the power. His uh, his bones exploded from the inside as if they had firecrackers in them. So every time he used his power, he would break his bones. He used his power to leap really high or move really fast, he would break his legs. He used his power to punch, he would break his arm. He slowly learned how to uh, diffuse the power throughout his body and control the dial. So with these clips, he has, he has learned to dial up the power to only 5% and diffuse it through his entire body. So his entire body takes that load and can still continue, do superhuman feats, but not explode. So okay. here we go. Here he is. Woo. Flying away. And everyone's going to be shocked because they've never seen him use his power without getting horribly hurt. Just all the times. All the okay. times. <laughs> all right. And after this clip of him demonstrating his powers, he actually uses them in a fight against the hero killer stain. When I say hero killer, most most villains just want to do their thing and get away with it, and if heroes come, then they fight. But this guy goes out specifically to kill heroes. And okay. boom. There he goes. Smash. That's what that's how we do. Okay, well, that that's it. He's slowly getting used to it. I, I capitalize slowly in the in the slide because man, it's it's been a, it's been three seasons. He's oh, just this is Yes, this, this is, is yeah, three. this is this is from season 3. So, he's barely gotten to the point where he's he's not a complete worthless idiot in a fight. <laughs> Outside of a fight, he's extremely useful, making plans, strategy, stuff like that. In fact, uh, in the first couple of seasons, he wouldn't use his quirk because you don't know how to control it, and his teachers say if you use your quirk and you disable yourself, I'm flunking you because you can't be a hero like that. You can't okay. save anyone when people have to constantly save you after you save one guy. So, one thing I'm curious about is um, where does the drama for a given plot, like most episodes, come from? Because you, you said he's in school, so he's not a full hero, mm -hmm. can't use his powers that much. So, is it like, are they fighting a villain each episode? Or They're is not like, fighting a villain each episode. What goes on? Uh, the, the, last, the last season, uh, last season and a quarter, they've been fighting villains uh -huh. more often. Because okay. because the villains have a plan and they're targeting certain students for reasons. All right, okay. so so they're coming into contact with villain more often. But in the other episodes, they're training in school. It's their their adversaries is the curriculum are the curriculum and are the teachers. Okay, well, do you get like um, I'm trying to think of other things, but 
Deadly Class or Harry Potter or uh, Archie, where you know, does he like this girl? Is she going to go out with him? Is he going to uh, fail this? Class? No, not really. Now there, there is some undertone of this girl likes this guy type thing, but it's very subtle and not explored yet because they're all pretty young. So okay. they're just focusing, and they're all focused on being heroes for one re- for their own reasons. All right, other main character we have Shota Shota Todoroki. Shota. Now, his powers are one of those, like, uh, on the other side of the bell curve than the I can sense paper. All right. <laughs> okay. He's on the other side of that, that particular bell curve. He has flame and ice power. See, uh, he got flame powers from his father, who uh, codenamed Endeavor. He's the number two hero. Okay. Right? And he got ice powers from his mother, who has ice powers. Duh. And uh, his, his backstory is a little teeny-weeny bit dark. Here's the thing. His father married his mother because she had ice powers and he wanted to have a child that could surpass all might (laughs) that's great (laughs) so didn't really have any super affection for his wife but just wanted to do that and he treated her like crap just garbage beat her constantly but she didn't say anything because because you know he's the number two hero and he's gotta and he would probably kill her if, if he stained her, her, his reputation. But she got so mentally screwed up that, mm-hmm. as you can see, uh, half his hair is red, the other half is white. He's got one blue eye and one gray eye. Oh, yeah, he projects mental health. Oh, you know, he's, he's, he gets all right. But uh, um, the, his, his red side is from his father and his white side is from her. Uh-huh. She, she, after, after a pretty severe beating, uh, he walked in the room and she saw that red side of him mm-hmm. and immediately lost it she had a she had a break she had a psychotic break took a bunch of boiling water and threw it at him and at the kid at the kid yeah at the okay. red side of his face Shoto. Okay. yeah at oh, the red boy. as you can see on underneath the blue eye that's not shadow yeah. that that's a red scar that's why it's irregular uh, okay yeah, it's a red scar from the from the scalding water mm-hmm. now after that his father had her committed <laughs> just gone <laughs> no you're gone get out you're done okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> But uh, uh, Midoriya knew something was wrong. He would never use his father's power in combat. He'd only uh-huh. use his ice powers. Uh, Midoriya knew he had fire powers. He's seen him use it for other stuff, just never for combat. He uh, uh, sh- uh, so- swore to himself that he wouldn't uh, use it in combat to spite his father for what he's done. Okay. And uh, in, in, in fighting Midoriya in the, uh, in the high school uh, track and field equivalent for superpowers uh, contest, uh, he was he was uh, scolding Shota for uh, not using his full powers, and they're not your father's powers; they're your powers. You use them for however you want to. And then this is where this clip comes in. Why don't you check it out? Okay. All right. So th- this is this is a uh, uh, Shota's ice powers, which is pretty freaking dramatic on its own. I mean, he, he created a giant pillar of ice that was greater than a football field large. Oh. But when, when Midoriya uh, gets him to use his father's power, it is bananas crazy. Just absolutely bananas. It's a bit much. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, Midoriya smiles because finally uh, Shota is, you know, using everything he's got. And uh-huh. he doesn't let he he. I don't think he regrets it, but a normal person will regret it because this is the <laughs> level of nuclear power that that Shota uh-huh. has. 
It's crazy. You're going to see it in a second, but everyone can see it right now. It's absolutely bananas, yeah. the amount of power. Now, because of this, he is easily one of the most powerful students at, at UA school. Easily. Uh-huh. I mean, if, if Midoriya ever ever learns to use 100% of the, of the uh, one-for-all power, uh-huh. he would surpass him. But other than that, nope. Shota's it. Shota's the guy. Shota's the guy. Now, Shota is a victim of Midoriya's Naruto effect. Now, I call it a Naruto effect, and Naruto probably got it from somewhere, some other, uh, some other, you know, anime in the past, but, uh, the the Naruto effect is anyone Naruto fights becomes his friend. (laughs) Well, that's a little bit of, uh, Dragon Ball. A little bit of Dragon Ball. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, also you can say it's the Goku effect. Robotech? Mm, That's a little iffy. sort of pioneered it with the Zentradi. Or yeah, at least it's a little. I'm, I'm talking a single heck? person. A single person. Every mm. person he fights, a bad guy becomes a good guy, and that that's exactly what happens with uh, with Shota in this one. Okay. So that that's that's that. Now the last main character I'm going to give you is is Katsui ba- uh, Bakugo. Now this guy, his power, he secretes nitroglycerin from his palms and can ignite it. Is that a good? That useful. It's it's sure useful for one. making explosions, and and he's he's really good at directing it. He's okay. really good at 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 uh, flying through the air by by focusing the explosions or or changing uh, direction in midair, so he can get a tactical advantage on someone. It works really well. Wait, the can dude, he fly? No, no, he can fly using explosions. Ah, uh, okay. He just keeps blowing himself that way in the <laughs> okay. air, and he keeps going the other way. You know. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. <laughs> he is super violent. I mean, his his tagline, like when he goes into battle, he says, "I'm going to kill you or die." Okay. Not something a hero should say, but that's what comes naturally to this bananas cuckoo balls. Now he's egotistical and crazy. He's crazy. I'm going to show you how crazy he is. This is now he he hates Midoriya for reasons that absolutely defy logic. I mean, he hates Midoriya for just emotional purposes, and that's it. No, no matter how Midoriya helps him, he hates him worse because he gets help from that stupid idiot who didn't have a quirk until yesterday. Okay. So he hates him more. Every time Midoriya does well, he feels like he's doing worse. So he hates him more. Here's, here's a clip to show you some examples of that. Okay. This this is when uh, the first time uh, Midori used his quirk and didn't completely disable himself. He had to be restrained by a teacher from beating Midori to death. And uh, th- this is uh, this is him uh, saying that uh, Midoriya tricked him into lying about not having a quirk. And this is when uh, when when Midoriya did so well in the in the sports festival that he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be better than you. I'm always gonna be better than you. I'm gonna be number one here. I'm gonna grind you in the dust. Blah blah blah. The dude uh-huh. the dude is bananas. The dude is crazy. Absolute, absolute bonkers bananas. And if he doesn't become a villain, if he doesn't become a villain, I will find a hat and I will eat it. I will freaking, I will boil it. I will fry it. I don't care. I'm going to eat it because okay. this guy is going to become a, an evil guy. He's if got, you, he's got Anakin written all over him. That's, all over that, him. That's encouraging. But okay. So if he wants to be number one so bad, why doesn't he hate the last guy, the fire and ice guy? Because that guy's clearly more powerful than exactly. this dude who secretes nitroglycerin. I know. I know. But the thing is, he beat the last guy in the sports festival because uh, 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 Shota beat beat Midoriya to get into the finals with Bakugo. But uh, Shota didn't use his fire powers in the last fight because he was psychologically still running through what, what Midoriya had, had shown him. 
And so Bakugo, super pissed off, had to be restrained or else he was going to blow up on an unconscious Shota on, on the field of battle. He grabbed him and he put nitroglycerin in his hand and he was going to smash it in his face and blow it up for cheating him of, an, of a real victory. Okay. And this is one of the main characters? Yeah. He's so he's like the main antagonist? Yeah. And he's in, no, he's in hero school. He's a, he's one of the good guys. <laughs> yeah. Like well, I said. He's an antagonist. Yeah. It's Anakin good. written all over him. Yeah. Just all over. All right. All right. Keep now, them away from the preschool kids. Exactly. Now let's get to the actual, actual hero and villain. Now the actual hero of the series up until this point is Toshironi Yagi, who is uh, All Might. Now, he's the number one hero in the world. He's the inheritor of the One for All Power. Now, I explained the One for All Power was passed on generation to generation and gets stronger mm-hmm. and stronger as it merges with other quirks. Uh, this is this is the person that gave the quirk to to Midoriya. Uh, he is the symbol of peace. What he's done is uh, he realized that when he was a young hero that yes the heroes were doing a good job but the people didn't believe in them so he decided to become the hero that was the symbol that people could get behind the symbol of what a hero should be so he always had a smile on his face he always saved anyone that was within his reach and he always you know talked to the cameras and and uh, he didn't just save people's lives he also comforted them in their time of need he also uh you know, gave them words of encouragement when they were down and stuff like that. So, so people thought of him as the as the symbol of a peaceful era. And so then, does he have rabbit ears? No, that's his hair. Okay. Yeah, that's his hair. As you can see in his deflated form, his uh, those things are down. Ah, uh, okay. Right now, years ago, he was wounded. Like five to seven years ago, he was wounded by the villain that uses the one for all power. And what happened was, uh, All Might had defeated him, but uh, the one for all villain uh distracted him and then stabbed him in the abdomen so much that it destroyed some of his intestines in his stomach and got away well he could no longer eat properly he had to he had to uh take uh, nutrients through iv and through a tube up until now and so his body you know emaciated Hmm. and he can only sustain his his former form for three hours a day and every time he taxes himself even less changes back and forth okay yes Uh, And his time as being a hero is less and less and less because since passing the all for one, I'm sorry, one for all, that was was the one for all power, supposed to be one for all, to to Midoriya, his powers are waning. He's losing his powers because he passed the, the, uh, the source to another person. So the more he, he only has a, 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 like say a tank of gas. He, he no, he can no longer uh, tap off from the, from the source. So every time he uses his powers, his tank gets lower and lower and lower. Okay. So he can use his power less and less and less. So did that happen to the previous people who had the all power? Yes. All for one? I'm yes. Sorry? Okay. Oh, so he no, kind of knew. One, one for all. It's supposed to be one for all. I, I changed it in the first one. I messed it up in the second one. To let, st- stop dwelling on it. Okay. okay. Now, the, the, the main <laughs> villain is the all for one. Now, we don't know his real name. He's just all for one. All right. He's an evil overlord, defeated by All Might five or seven years ago. I think it was more like seven. And uh, what he had done before All Might had defeated him was create the, the supervillain mafia, right? You know, because he, he, uh, he, he got loyalty by giving quirks to trusted lieutenants and punished defeat by taking quirks from the defeated. And he would give them to himself. All right. Like I said, he can steal quirks and use them for himself. Like he can use five or six quirks at a time. Right, so mm-hmm. that makes him extremely powerful. And 
to inspire loyalty, he gives quirks to trusted lieutenants. Like, he rewards success and and penalizes failure. Wait, let me ask something about the quirks. Because I thought before, I wasn't clear on this. Okay. When you get more, do they... They don't always merge. Gather? Okay, so sometimes they merge, sometimes they yeah. don't. They, uh, they are, okay. There's only two quirks that, that, uh, that, that give and take uh, other quirks. That's all for one and one for all. Uh-huh. Okay. All for one takes quirks onto yourself. They don't mix, and you can give them to okay. people you want or keep them for yourself. One for all, you pass on your quirk to someone else, and it merges with the other person's quirk. And then okay. when you pass it on again, it merges again. So that uh-huh. you only have one quirk, which is super speed, super strength, and super durability. But every time it absorbs another quirk, that quirk gets stronger. Oh, so even if you absorb somebody with like fire powers, you don't get fire. No, no, fire no, no. it's not absorb. It's not absorb. Uh, all for one can absorb someone someone's quirk that's fire and use fire powers. Right. All but for, if you all one one for all, which is uh, you you give your quirk. You can't take. Yeah. You give it to someone else. That person accepts that, and then it absorbs his quirk. And his quirk becomes the the uh, the one for all quirk, which is super strength, super speed, and super durability. But it gets stronger because it absorbed his fire quirk. Okay. It's like uh, all, all for one is just l- layering quirks, whereas one for all is one quirk just getting bigger and bigger and bigger as it gets fueled by by the absorption of others. But so Midoriya, the yes. main guy, right. he's never going to be able to get fire powers or no. any other powers no. than what he's got, no. right? No, he okay. gets super strength, super speed, and hopefully soon, super durability. Right. But all for one, he could have as oh, many powers yes. as he can. As many powers as he can steal. He can have them all different. They're all layered. They don't mix. Now, what about, though, when uh, two people with quirks breed? Like, uh, Well, like, like I said, with, with Endeavor, who had fire powers, and his yeah. wife had ice powers, sometimes... Sometimes okay. You, you can you can get someone with both quirks, but most times it's a it's an amalgam of the two or one or the other. It's it's pretty much a crapshoot. Okay. Yeah. Now uh, Shota has an older sister who, who who whose quirks weren't as powerful. It was like a a, a really mild version of both. So Endeavor mm-hmm. was like, nope, we got another kid. That one that one crapped <laughs> out. No, seriously, his his dad's a tool. Yeah, he's is he still around in the show? Yes, he's still around. Uh, okay. All right. He's a real bad guy, but he's a he's a pretty effective hero. Okay. Anyway, now the other antagonist is uh, Tomura uh, Sh- Sh- Shigaraki. Okay, he is the chief lieutenant of All for One. All right. Now his quirk seems to be uh, he can touch anything, be it living or non-living material, and age it to dust. The longer mm-hmm. he's touching something, the older it gets, and even metal, stone will just blow away in the wind. Is he wearing a hand on his face? Yes, he has. In, in combat, he wears several hands. Now, th- these hands, uh, he can move independently of himself, and he can, f- he can focus his power through them. So he can throw his hand at someone. It'll grab onto their head or hand or, or arm or whatever, and he can use his power through that hand. Mm-hmm. That, that, that uh, helps him defeat the whole, uh, uh, they just, they'll just stay away from me and I won't be able to touch them thing. Yeah, ranges. That was yeah. that quirk was probably uh, this a theory probably given to him by All for One. 
Okay. Okay, that's an extra quirk. His original quirk seems like it was the the dust, the turn to dust thing, but the, this, uh-huh. this quirk was given to him to uh, overcome the disadvantage of the of the being a, having to touch someone. Now, okay. he's the head of the League of Villains. The League of Villains is a pet project of All for One, where he put his chief lieutenant, uh, Shikigari, in, in charge of it to gather villains together to erode at the, at the image of the heroes, to try and knock okay. down the symbol of peace as the pillar of the hero community. You know, if the heroes fail enough times, the, the public will lose faith in them. And he can use that to sow chaos and destabilize the world and uh, have and and everyone will go after his lieutenant, and he can stay in the shadows until the time is right. All right, he this dude hates heroes, especially All Might being the symbol, you know, the symbol of peace. He is the symbol of all heroes everywhere, so he hates All Might. Now, in the beginning of the series, he's a petulant child, you know, prone to tantrums if things didn't go his way. By the third mm-hmm. season, he's mellowed out, calmed down. Now he's a pretty effective chief lieutenant. He's a pretty effective, you know, sub-commander for the, for the League of Villains, which has grown from just, you know, three guys to a dozen or more, d- depending on who we can call. You know, so he's okay. gotten pretty effective throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Now, what did I think of it? I gave it four stars. Excellent. It is an excellent anime. Here's what I, here's what I liked about it. It has excellent growth. All of the characters grow emotionally, physically and their quirks get better and better as they practice as they as they gain experience as they fight or or discover new things about their friends or their enemies or themselves it's written very well the action is good it uh when with the to simulate fast movement they actually Mm. slow down time Mm. and and make the person moving fast move a little bit faster than everyone else which is acceptable to me Normally, I like, hey, just add more frames. You want it to go fast, move it, add more frames. Mm-hmm. But what some people do is they do body morphing, where they simulate fast movement by by blurring the lines of a limb oh, yeah. that's moving real fast. I hate that. That's lazy. <laughs> and the walleye effect is where, where, you, where you distort the entire image when something's moving fast to simulate yeah. fast movement. Stupid. They don't do that here at all. Love it. And the story. This, what, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, Akami got kill? Do they do a lot of that, right? I, I haven't watched, watched that yet. I haven't watched okay. that yet. Yes, right. it's, it's, it's a bit screaming at me, but I haven't watched it yet. And the story, so far, it's an excellent story. It's not dumbed down for kids. It's not, it's not over, over a, a child's head. Uh, there, there is blood, but there's, there's, uh, there's always the underlying violence is only used to protect people who can't protect themselves. That's the theme. No, you can't. It'll wait till I'm okay. done. That's the theme. The, the whole theme of the entire anime is this. Now, what I didn't like about it, the big bad in the last the, the last episodes of the last season, he went down in like an episode, maybe an episode and a half, mm-hmm. and he's in jail. Like, really? That's it? You built him up for three seasons, and this is it? Maybe they have something else lined up later on. They probably do, but right now it's kind of a letdown. I was expecting a Dragon Ball Z fight, you know? I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't 20 get episodes. Right. And the apprentice bad guy, what I talked about earlier, the, the chief lieutenant, mm-hmm. he's a bit of a loser. I mean, I'm not saying he has grown. He's grown. He has. It's true. It's true. He has grown as, as an evil villain. But still, still, it's really debatable on whether he can continue on uh, with, the, with the evil big bad, you know, in jail and cut off 
for support because he's relied on the support of the big bad to stay out of jail quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. But there you go. Now you had a question. Okay. Yeah. So you mentioned that the story was good. Is yes. there a plot beyond them learning how to use their powers and advance through school and occasionally they have to fight bad guys like is there some okay there's three right there and uh uh, there's there's another there's other plots where it's personal growth there's other Mm -hmm. plots where there's interaction between the the villain the heroes in school to uh, to uh to either their detriment or their or their benefit yeah yeah so the the interpersonal relationships are are woven into the storyline so so you get that as well well i I don't know i don't know what else you're looking for I really well, I'm don't. just I'm not necessarily looking for something. I'm just curious to know is it like Buffy where the over there's not an overarching story other than like them growing up and you know they save the world and stuff or is there sort of, like we're going to talk about the expanse later and the expanse there's an overarching No, no, stop, story. stop, stop, stop. Nope, we're not talking about it now. Okay. Like you said, in later. some there, shows there, there's an overarching Okay, I understand story what you're saying. I have to move the on. Characters grow I have to as move well. on. I have to move oh, on. I see. Yeah, uh, I do understand what you're saying, and uh, the overarching story is the is the uh, the triumph of good versus evil. It's the it's the the idea of a hero. Can it can it be destroyed by by well well placed attacks on its foundation, or will will uh, will the heroes uh, keep keep their their fundamental ideals intact even through great struggle? That's the okay. overall arc. Now we'll get to our next anime, which is Boruto. Naruto Next Generations. Now, this one is a uh, is a, a direct continuation, like a 10, 10 year, eleven year time skip, maybe twelve, of uh, of Naruto Shippuden, and uh, all of these people are the children of the main characters of the last series. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get to the details. Directed by uh, Noriyuki Abe and uh, Hiroyuki uh, Yamashita, uh, written by Makoto Uizu, and and Yukio uh, Kodachi. I'm gonna say though. I, I'm gonna say I nailed it. Okay. Uh, music by y- Yasharu uh, Takanashi and Yaiba. I guess that's like Madonna. And studio is Perot. Licensed by Viz Media. Now Viz Media is notorious for uh, just hitting all the copyright infringement stuff. So that's why <laughs> I have no clips of this. None. I'm huh? sorry. I can't. If I have a 10 second clip of anything related to Viz Media, it gets demonetized and sued and all that stuff. The original huh. network is from uh, TV Tokyo. Original run is 5 of April 2017 to now, and there's a total of 62 episodes, and you can watch them on Hulu. Now, let's get into the main characters. Main characters, Boruto Uzumaki, the son of Naruto Uzumaki and Hinata Uzumaki. All right? Uh, he uh, th- This basically makes him a prince because uh, Naruto is the Hokage at this point. And, and Hinata is the head of her clan, a very, very uh, uh, influential clan in the, in the village hidden in the leaves. So he, he is actually, you know, uh, people call him Young Lord because he's like celebrity status. Uh, he's more accomplished than Naruto was at his age. Naruto at his age was a bumbling idiot, just failing upward at this point. Mm-hmm. Whereas Boruto actually has some skill out of the gate has some skill and it is, it is getting better throughout the series whereas Naruto got better in spurts and only because of of uh, you know Makina type thing you know 
Mm-hmm. Like, like he had an evil, an evil spirit in his gut that leaked out when it was, you know, thematically <laughs> appropriate. Whereas uh, Boruto, well, you know. yeah, Boruto doesn't have that. He's got to do it the hard way, and he's doing pretty well. Okay. He has the same likability as his father, the Naruto effect. He has that. Not not so much for people he fights, but for people who see him fight and watch him long enough to say, dude, this guy, this guy is solid. You know, he's he's got my back. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Boruto's the the, the kind of guy that you trust. Not like I trust you not to steal my my money. I trust you not to you know take my socks. But I trust you with the <laughs> most important things that are me. And I know that if you let me down, you collapsed on the way to trying to win for me. And that's how he is. So people like that. People people trust him. They put his faith in him because of that. Mm-hmm. He's only held back by the resentment for his father. Hmm. Now his father. Uh, they used to have a good relationship up until he saw what him being Hokage did to his little sister. He's gone 18 hours a day. Most days. And mm-hmm. when he does come home, it's just a clone. It's not really him. <laughs> and uh, for birthdays, he's missed so many birthdays. He's missed so many important moments. First day of his, his younger sister's school, first day, first lost tooth. And he sees all of this, all these milestones that his idiot father is missing because of some ephemeral, I'm Hokage, the whole village is my family nonsense. How about your real family, D-bag? That's his response. So he hates okay. his father and he refuses to have anything to do with him, which is holding him back because learning about his father can really, really jumpstart his progression as a ninja and as a person. But he doesn't okay. do that, so he's held back. Now, uh, the next character is Sarada Uchiha. This is the daughter of Sasuke and Sakura. Now, Sasuke Uchiha is the second most powerful ninja in the world. Easily. Number three's like way back there. Number one is Naruto, who's only a half step ahead. Uh, what was this? Oh, hey, Duncan. Uh, being the, being the daughter of Sasuke, she has Uchiha blood, which means she has the ability to access the Sharingan. Sharingan is the a bloodline ability of the Uchiha clan. Uh, they can uh, they can change their the way their eyes work, and they can predict movement, see chakra chi, and uh, uh, counteract uh, almost almost anything they can see, and uh, uh, excel at putting other people under genjutsu, which is uh, uh, mind control abilities. Now, and somehow, I don't know how, she also inherited Sas- uh, Sakura's super strength. Now, this is stupid because Sakura uh, was born with the ability to really, really uh, fine tune her chakra flow, to really make precise chakra, you know, in, uh, precise chakra constructs and, and, and implements. Now, this allowed her, through years of study, to channel chakra into her muscles without blowing them up to have spurts of amazing strength like like lift a volvo strength and she uses that to fight people and they usually have the courtesy to fall down for some (laughs) reason uh sarada can just do it just she figured it out one day which really takes away from sakura's accomplishments i didn't like that now she is a good tactician thanks to her even nature that she got from her father but if you can really if you know her buttons and push them you can get her to, to fly off the handle like her mother used to. So she is an amalgam of her parents' personality. 
But the problem is okay. she's she's hesitant to go into combat. For some reason, she's unsure of her combat abilities, even though time and time again, she's been proven to be a very competent combatant. But she is she doesn't want to make that leap, you know, that even after she examines the situation, she still doesn't want to jump in. She wants to do more calculation, more calculation. No, that's why she's a good fit with a team with Naruto. Naruto will jump in, forcing her to act. And so then stuff gets done. <laughs> there you go. Now, the last uh, the last team member of the new Team 7 is Mitsuki. Mitsuki is a modified clone of Orochimaru. Now, Orochimaru, in, in the, the Naruto series, 90% of the series, he was the bad guy. He actually killed the third Hokage of the village, but now they're all friends, right? And as a matter of fact, they send the clone to be trained in the Leaf Village. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, Orochimaru keeps his parentage a secret from the general population of this kid. Naruto and the village elders know it, but no one else does because, yeah, uh, Orochimaru is a good guy now. I have, no, no, me and the Leaf Village, we're, we're tight, we're tight, we got, you know, we're, we're good. The other, the rest of the village, the general pop is like, no, you've attacked us, like, what, three times? Lots of people died. You can suck it. If you come into the village, we're gonna lynch you. And I get it. I get it. I'm not gonna say they're wrong. Okay. No. Now, he's socially inept. Number one, he's a clone. Number two, he spent the majority of his life so far in a freaking cave. So, mm. all right, socially inept, check, got it. Check that box off, Cave Dweller. Got it. Now, he, uh, his father was very impressed with Sasuke and Naruto as, as individuals and their personality. He, he was very impressed by them and how they've risen through the ranks. So uh, uh, Mitsuki took that to say, okay, well, if Naruto... Uh, Duncan says light blue hair equals clone in anime. Wait, this one to be a clone of Baruto's mother and that caused an existential crisis. Uh, Ava, uh, yeah, okay, got it. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, uh, so he, he decided to to latch on to Boruto to shore up his emotional, his lack of emotional quotient. So he follows Boruto's lead. He's like, Boruto, fe Boruto feels like this should be the way to go. Mitsuki goes, yep, let's do that. So he's basically copying Boruto's emotions. Okay. But he is a, he is also an excellent tactician, and he has power of his own. It hints through the storyline that he has Sage power. Now, now Sage power is uh, there's two kinds. One, there's the bloodline ability, and two, there's the learned ability. The bloodline ability is in a clan that is now extinct, but Orochimaru got cell samples from these clans so that's probably why this is a modified clone of Orochimaru with these cell samples of that dead clan in, in Butis. Uh, Sage power uh, gives you the ability to absorb uh, natural chakra, chakra of the universe into your body rather than deplete your own so you don't tire because when, when you deplete your own chakra you're depleting your body's reserve of it as well so the more you use the more tired you become your body needs it to live but if you're using nature chakra, your body is doesn't it, it's never depleted, so you never run out, so you never tire, so you can fight for much longer. You're much stronger. You can sense more things in combat, all stuff like that. And it's hinted that he has that natural ability to absorb and control uh, um, sage chakra or or, uh, or nature energy, which is cool. But he hasn't used it yet, like in combat, hasn't used it yet. So I'm waiting for that fight. Okay. That's going to be a cool fight. Let's see. Uh, the main antagonist for this series. Now, th this is where I have a problem with. I'll tell you about it at the end. But uh, this is the Otsuki clan. 
Now, these guys are DBs, if you know, if you know Rifts, you know a DB, a, a dimensional being. They are beings from other, another dimension. Their, their whole deal is they travel dimensions planting the god tree to absorb chakra from, from the dimension that they put it in and then come back when it's fully matured and ingest the, define, the divine fruit that grows in the, from the branches. Mm -hmm. And that, that gives their clan vast amounts of chakra and immortality. I mean, like, agelessness. They're not actually immortal. They don't age. They can still mm -hmm. die. They can still be killed, but it's really hard. Uh, Kaguya, which was the bad guy in, in the end of the Naruto series, failed at her job because she was stopped from, from, uh, from making the tree by Naruto and Sasuke. And these guys are here to finish off what, what Kaguya started and failed to do. Create the world tree absorb all the chakra on this dimension, take it for their clan. Okay. That though these are the big bad of this of the series right now. That is season season okay. 3. Now, uh, what did I give this? I gave it 3 stars. Now, I'm going to tell you why I, I still like it. I watch it every every week, but this is why I gave it 3 stars. What I liked about it. True to the original. It is. It's true to the original Naruto uh all of the old characters are here and they are the same people they were before. They didn't change anyone's personality. They didn't do anything like that. And you would believe that they would have children that act like this. Great. The animation is good. Uh, like I said, they didn't have any walleye effect, no body morphing. And when they want to do fast move it, they actually give it more frames per second, which is great. I love it. And I yell at Boruto all the time. You idiot. You have no idea what your father is capable of. You're too stupid to live. Now, I put this under good because that, that means I'm engaged in the story. And I want Boruto to learn to, to get beyond his idiot conclusions. The story sucked me in at that point. Okay, great. That's good. Now, the bad stuff. The last half of, this, of the series so far, and in the future, in the foreseeable future, is a retelling of Boruto the movie, which came out years ago. It is almost a shot-for-shot shot remake. It's disgusting. Absolutely stupid. I hate it. That knocked off a star right there. I hate it. it. It's a movie. It's supposed to be a standalone thing or incorporated into the plot, not an exact replica of the plot. Idiot. And I yell at Boruto all the time. It's also a bad thing because my wife does, doesn't like it. I yell at the screen. Like, Boruto, you idiot. You And when I'm yelling at him about this, it's because it's stupid crap he shouldn't be doing. Like, his personality so far says that he should not be doing this, but because, because they wrote themselves into a hole, he has to do this. And I yell at that. So sometimes the writing, they, they, they write themselves into a corner, and they have to crap themselves out. All right, so the writing can, can be bad at times. So that lost a star as well. So it comes down to three stars. And there you go. Three stars? That's right. Now, uh, don't, don't miss an episode of this. If you liked it, if you don't, that's fine. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitch. Maybe, maybe you'll find something you do like. And uh, make sure to, to hit the notifications and such when you do. And hey, you can subscribe as well. Don't, don't forget about that. We always love our subscriptions. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, hit the notifications, and you'll be alerted every time we have a new episode. Now, uh, while, I'm, uh, while I'm going through this, this next slide, go ahead and think about any questions you want about what I've said so far. And if you're in chat, go ahead and throw questions up there as well. 
uh, if you want to see more of me, I'm on I'm on YouTube. All my Heathen Dog is there, and anime and RPG segments, obviously, and my team ups uh, with uh, Garthon uh, for Warframe and Star Trek Online. And if you're watching on Twitch, my, all my past streams are also on YouTube. You can see them on Twitch as well for Star Trek Online, Buck Fats McCool, uh, Monopoly Plus, This War of Mine, Amnesia, Dark Descent, and Machine for Pig, Outlast, and Whistleblower. And Portal, and soon will be Portal 2. But right now, on Twitch, I am streaming Soma. And I'm getting to the good part now. I'm getting to it. It's getting creepy. I've had one evil robot kill me. And that's that wasn't fun. But that's what happens in this game. You end, you end up almost swearing a lot. So, uh, Cthulhu, what do you got? Any, any questions on that last anime? Well, there was a lot there. And I didn't watch Naruto. So... There was a ton I wasn't familiar with. I understand. Um, but, I mean, you covered most of it, other yeah. than the stuff that, you know... I don't know. So, like, I saw the three main villains, the DBs. Yes. And I kind of wondered what the relationship is. I mean, you said family. But yes, I mean, they're the same like, clan, so they are related by blood. Yeah. But in terms of their, like... Um, social dynamic is one the leader and one the muscle and one the sidekick i because i saw them and i immediately yes, thought yes, of, uh, yes. very good very good yes yes uh leader uh the, the 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 kid looking kid is a leader the big guy is the muscle and and the guy with the beam that was on his back is the sneaky spy okay yeah so right. that was it thank you very much for tuning in and now Something oh, really. Duncan had a question. Oh, no, no. About... B- Baroto Burrito. Did they go there? No, they didn't do a Baroto Burrito. Sorry, they didn't do that. <laughs> okay. Thanks for playing. All right. Today we have. I feel like uh, I missed that joke. You did. Uh, 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 a wonderful guest with us, Cthulhu Law. He is uh, both a lawyer and a professor. So when I say he gives us a teachable moment, listen, he's arrogant. He's a know it all. But mostly <laughs> he's right. So here he is, a teachable moment with Cthulhu Law. Take it away. The spanker, the spanky in that. You're the spanker. We are the spanky. So, uh, like uh, Heathen Dog mentioned earlier, I played World of Warcraft for the about the first seven years that it existed, Mm -hmm. and I played with my current wife before she was my wife and after, and some real life friends, and also with a lot of you know strangers we didn't know as you tend to do, sure. because World of Warcraft is a morgue, yeah. massively multiplayer online role playing game. Um, but in, by 2011, I just didn't have time. Mm. I had my daughter started a new uh, career, moved all kinds of stuff, and I stopped playing. And I didn't play until about a month ago. So for seven years, I didn't play the game. And a lot happened and a lot changed. And sometimes I was kind of curious, but I was also sick of a lot of the stuff. It was just overwhelming. Um, The game had expansions that came out about every two years. Um, I played the first couple, and then there were a couple after that. And I was curious because some things that happened, like uh, you could play a werewolf. That was a new race. Okay, yeah, that's cool, I guess. and there's this race in the game called Goblins. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's 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 not spoil all the stuff we're going to see. Let, let's go to the first one. What's the first one? Um, the first expansion the, we're going to talk about. Well, the first expansion that we're going to talk about is the next one. Oh. It's Mists of Pandaria. So I was just going to say with Goblins, uh, they were kind of a cool new thing that I missed. Mm-hmm. But I totally missed that. So when I came in, I started playing. Uh, I picked up where I left off 
as far as level mm -hmm. and i started playing this expansion called mist of pandaria and this was when i was always really curious about because i love kung fu movies sure. including kung fu panda which yeah, I, I don't that's weird to me but okay fair enough but i you know i liked it so i was like holy crap you get to play these big fat pandas that do kung fu and like that seems cool and when i came back i played through that expansion and actually was my favorite of the new worlds and the new content and i would say that the best way to describe it is um kung fu movies meet the shire from the lord okay. of the rings Right. I mean, this would be the place I would want to retire to if I were living in <laughs> World of Warcraft, right? Okay. Is it safe? I mean, it doesn't sound like it's safe if well, they need Kung Fu Pandas. It's not safe at the beginning. Oh, but like, okay. I think it's safe by the end, you know? Right. Gotcha. Um, like, one of the quest lines, you have to help this panda free his ancestral brewery from these evil spirit demon things that have taken it over and are okay. brewing bad beer. Okay, that so, sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I love ridiculous. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> so, where we differ. All right. That's where we differ. Okay, got it. So, you know, there's only so much of the, oh, my God, you have to save the universe from demons I can take, right? Got it. Like, this was a nice antidote to that. Got it included it. a kung fu training montage quest, Ooh. which made me so happy. And um, the coolest thing I've done in WoW was uh, after that kung fu montage, kung fu training montage quest, these evil insect demons invade the quasi-peaceful valley, mm -hmm. and they uh, are led by a, a giant, like a daikaiju, right? Sure. Um, you get, you have to get eaten by the daikaiju, and you use your newfound kung fu punch, super punch power, mm -hmm. punch out of the the daikaiju insect's stomach, awesome. and thereby defeat it and save your your valley with all the villages Yay. that's awesome like that's just like you might not like ridiculous but that was a combination of so many cool things and a little bit ridiculous like if you're gonna go over the top go all the way is, and yeah. that went all the way got it one of the other things that was really nice as a returning player is that this was all new lore so i didn't have to remember who this person was or that person was or what the relationship was you know, in Warcraft 2 or in one of the books or something to appreciate the drama. This was all set up anew and it was all explained new. And I really, really liked that. So I didn't feel like I was lost story-wise. As a, as a returning player, I felt like I was getting new wait, wait, stuff. Wait, wait. Lost in the story, like like engrossed in the story, not lost. Like, I don't know what Correct. I'm doing. Okay. Yeah, good. I was engrossed. I wasn't oh, confused. Okay, good. All right. Um, new things that this expansion brought were kung f uh, the monk class. Which Do you I have to be a panda to have, to have kung fu powers? No, you can. Good. There's, I forget which races, but um, there's a variety. Human. I, it's got to be human. Okay. Uh, but uh, pandas can also be either alliance or horde. Sure. And I think they're the only race that can be on either side. Well, pandas are d bags, really. I mean, I get it. I mean, in, in real life, pandas are awful. Well, that's probably true, yeah. but they're really cute. Yeah, they're and cute. They're just awful. Fat, alcoholic, kung fu people. Sure. I mean, this is a grand tradition in the movies. I mean, the, you've got, uh, I'm blinking on his name, right? But, gosh, one of the guys from all the Jackie Chan movies, he had a TV show in America for a while. I'm blinking on his name now. Samo, right? Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a great archetype there, Samo Hung. So anyhow, so the, those were new things. And there's also something that came in that I've not 
done, but a lot of people like, and some of your listeners might be interested in, mm-hmm. which are pet battles. And what are those? And it's been explained to me that it's like a Pokemon minigame. So you've always been able to have pets, or at least for, I don't know, for as long as I can remember, you've been able to have pets in WoW, but they never really did much of anything. Well, with this expansion back in 2012, you could have your pets have duels and fights, and they had powers. Oh, and, now, like, was, was this just in in regular PvE combat, or just, just PvP pet battles only? Like, like are, are, are you like like a, like a cockfighter now? I mean, is that is that what you turn into? I believe so. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, so. I've never played Pokemon, so I can't say that that's exactly how it works, but that is exactly what my understanding is. Okay, gotcha. That sounds a little depraved, but all right. It might be. It might be. Um, now, the next expansion would come along about two years later. <clears throat> Excuse me. And of the three expansions that I spent the most time in, this is going to be the one that I spent the least time in. Oh. But this one is called Warlords of Draenor. Sure. And I, in, I think about this as basically Crisis on Infinite Azeroths. Meaning... If you're familiar with Crisis on Infinite Earths from the DC Comics universe, it's where alternate universe versions of Earth, of of the universe, have conflicts. And that's exactly what was introduced in this expansion. Um, Back in the lore, and I don't know all the lore, but uh, uh, part of the lore is that there was this demon army called the Burning Legion. And they actually destroyed the orc homeworld and enslave the orcs and the orcs that live on earth which is azeroth and warcraft mm-hmm. um are refugees from them sure well with warlords of draenor they posit that this one evil orc from the present was able to go into an alternate universe and harness the evil demon army there or something like that so you get this alternate universe and you get these warlords of Draenor. They're actually five or six kind of super boss orcs. I think they're all orcs. I forget. But at least you can see the guy in the cover. Uh, he's one of them. Mm-hmm. And so you as the character, you travel to this alternate dimension and uh, you fight them, right? And you have to stop them and stuff. Sure. But what this introduced game-wise were three pretty uh, new and different elements. The last one on there, I'm just going to mention first because there's the least to say about it, okay. which is updated graphics. And there's not much to say about it other than just to appreciate that this is a game that came out in 2007. So, I'm sorry, 2002. 2004. Jesus, 2004. make up your mind, man. <laughs> about so, 10 years. 10 years, right. There were no graphic enhancements. And, you know, obviously games look a lot different now than they used to. Or even in 2014, they looked a lot different than they did in 2004. Mm -hmm. So they updated the graphics. Um, This was also the expansion where they changed a bunch of the stats. Um, There were stats that used to exist, like spell power, Mm -hmm. that no longer exist. And now you have things... um, I'm blanking. Leech. You have... um, 
Ah, I'm blanking. But anyhow, so you so you have new stats, so they changed some of the statistics. Now, the gameplay, as far as I could tell, hasn't really changed much. I mean, you still use powers the same way, but there's different names of stuff. And okay. I presume a lot's different under the hood. Now, the last sort of new thing with this expansion was Garrisons. And I think that this was kind of a cool idea, because what it did, what kind of reminded me of old i can't remember if it was ad and d or if it was still D D, but where you had your own castle and keep and people and that's what a garrison was as part of the army that was there in this alternate dimension you sort of had to set up your own um your own little toehold in this dimension yeah exactly yeah. and and so you would have um laborers and you would have military people and you would have you you could choose what you wanted right you could have engineers or miners or you could go fishing but uh it was like your own little village and recognizing that you after being i don't know where were you probably level 100 you were level 100 in this that you were you know kind of a super bad mofo mm -hmm. uh in the game so garrisons were kind of a cool idea uh now i know from talking to people that played all along they said after a while these things kind of got old but I think it was pretty neat in coming back to the game, especially it was kind of cool to see that there was this new style of gameplay. Okay. Um, yeah. So the last in the current expansion has continued a lot of this <clears throat> uh, newness and I'll pick up with the garrisons. So this new expansion is called Legion. And now you're back on the main Earth, and because of this uh, alternate Earth shenanigans, this crisis, mm -hmm. the Burning Legion, this evil demon army, they're able to re-attack the main planet. The main Azeroth. Exactly, the okay. main Azeroth. Azeroth 1, sure. to borrow DC's nomenclature. So, whereas in the last expansion you had a, a, a garrison, in this expansion... Uh, you go up 10 levels, you're 110, you're even more powerful, and so now you get an order hall. So, okay. like, if you're... Uh, it's called an order hall. Okay. Or a lot of times people will refer to it as a class hall. Okay. So you can be a mage, or you can be a paladin, or you can be a priest, or you can be, you know... Sure. <clears throat> a monk. Sure. And now, in the game, you actually run... You become the Grand Poobah of your... Oh, Grand, grand Master, and you're in charge of yes. your own school or whatever. Yeah, okay. so they actually called me High Lord Paladin. Ooh, nice. Look yeah, you. I know, moving up in the world. That's huh? right. <laughs> never, I told you, Ma, I told you I'd make something of myself. <laughs> um, and, and you get minions, and you oh. then send your minions on, on missions. It's kind of interesting, because I cool. sort of feel like I'm... On the one hand, I'm sort of the DM, sending my party out to fight bad guys mm -hmm. and do things. And then on the other hand, I'm going on my own missions. So <clears throat> I think that's a pretty neat mechanic. Sure. What about artifact weapons? That sounds cool. So in addition to having... You're the High Lord, sure. so you get the most powerful item in the game. The most powerful weapon for your Class. Uh, specialization. Mm -hmm. Um, so my uh, my main guy has this huge. I mean, we're talking Final Fantasy VII cloud huge sword. Um, 
and throughout the course of the expansion you can make your sword more powerful but it's already ridiculously powerful and it gives you a new power even mm. and then you add uh, a whole bunch of stuff to it it's it's pretty involved which is both a strength and a weakness but so those artifact weapons are kind of cool because you'll have it with you for the entire expansion which um so 10 levels and this one came out in 2016 so it's, a, it's two years old sure. so people that have been playing it all along they've had this weapon and they've been increasing the power of the weapon and also uh, they can visually augment it so like if i finished enough quest chains i can make my sword be on fire yeah, which sure. looks cool yeah. right i mean yeah. who doesn't want a sword on fire that's awesome sure. yeah i got you um and part of one of the what happens like i mentioned that People have been doing this for two years, and they can raise the power of this super artifact weapon. Mm -hmm. After you hit the max character level, there's something called eye level, or item level. I think this came in with the Legion expansion, but it could be older. But what it really is, <clears throat> is a measure of the power of all of your character's gear. Because in WoW, World of Warcraft, you, as soon as you hit max level, you just start on the end game stuff which means raiding and dungeons and uh, mythic and heroic dungeons. <laughs> Witness the firepower of this armed <laughs> fully operational stabbing <laughs> implement. Yes, exactly. <coughs> yes, exactly, Duncan, that's right. Yeah, it's actually, well, it's kind of like Paul. Well, sort of like Paul, more like his sister, actually. I like each book, she has to get even more ridiculously powerful. Yes. No, yes. wait, didn't Paul eventually just kind of become one with the universe or something yeah, something like i don't I, I stopped it stopped it stopped getting fun after yeah, the first I, I, I lost the thread of it i'll be yeah. honest but but so it's sort of like that they have to keep jacking it up so even after you get to the max level you then have your item level and that tracks how powerful you are so is your artifact your super awesome stabity death star sword becomes more powerful it raises your character's item level and stuff so okay <clears throat> cool so um in addition to that, if you, I don't know if your listeners or viewers will have noticed, <clears throat> but the guy on this slide, on the cover, big demon looking guy, has got horns yep. and wings. Yep. He was on the very first slide. Yeah, he he's looks like, the, looks like a mutated, a mutated orc. Well, he's actually a mutated night elf. He, he oh, okay. is a night elf who um, basically... The girl he liked picked his brother, and he was pissy about oh, it. Oh, they always got the oh, freaking elves, man. They do. God, they're, <laughs> they're so pissy about stuff like that. As they say in Lord of the Rings Online, gray is the color of my sorrow. Yeah, they're emo, those elves. Yeah. But he was like the emoist, and so he became a super demon badass, so he could become a demon hunter, right? Soul sure. to soul kind of shtick. Awesome. Good job, buddy. And you can now play that. So this guy, he was like one of the, the main villains of an earlier expansion, one that I actually played when it was out back in, you know, I don't know, 04 or 06 or 08 or whatever. But uh, his name's Illidan. And so now you can play a demon hunter and you look like him. You get cool wings and you're all like cool and scary and demonic looking. Sure. Um, that's like one of the, that's the main new uh, class edition for Legion. Excuse me. Now, two other things that this expansion does is it has Transmogrify 2.0, mm -hmm. which is where you can make your character look like whatever you want, pretty much. Any gear or equipment you've ever worn, 
you can make the gear or equipment you're currently using look like that. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, and it's cool. People like it. I mean, it's cool to look cool. Yeah, right? it does. It doesn't change the the statistics of the game. It's not play to. It's not pay to win or anything. You just you 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 got this gear. You don't want to use it anymore because it's weak. But damn, if it doesn't yeah. look cooler than what you already have, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. It, and those sets that came out when I played that were awesome looking and still look awesome. But, but yeah, you like can't you, use them anymore. they're yeah. worthless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so that's something that you can do, and that's a pretty big deal. And it's not something I've really experimented with much yet. But um, it's something that a lot of people take advantage of. And then the last thing is something that's a new mechanic called world quests. And those are pretty cool. And what they are is um, they're, I mean, there's a finite set. I don't know how many it is, 200 or maybe 500 or something. But of these different quests that will randomly pop up each day in different zones. Okay. And so one of the things you do at the in the end game, in addition to like raiding and whatnot, you can do world quests in different zones, and they're kind of neat. And and so you can join together with other players that happen to be there, and you can all work on the world quest together. You can kind of do them on your own, and some of them are pretty neat. Like I'm not sure how you'll feel about this, but um, that demon invasion, mm-hmm. they have spaceships. Which is a little ridiculous. It's not quite as ridiculous as the the drunken kung fu pandas punching their way out of kaiju no, insects. No. Yeah, yeah, it's not that um, ridiculous, but it waits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little ridiculous, and they play it real seriously. Mm. Whereas the, the panda worse. stuff all had, you know, a sly wink, exactly. I felt like. Right, right, right. But uh, it, I have to say, it's pretty cool because there's a certain type of world quest where it'll be called the Legion Invasion. And you'll go and you'll fight their minions on the ground in four different places and four different scenarios. Mm-hmm. And then you get somehow you either get flown up on a dragon or on a griffin or sometimes you teleport up to their spaceship, which is kind of casting its demonic shadow over the land. And you get in there and you do various stuff. Sometimes you plant bombs to sabotage it. Sometimes you defeat the captain of the ship. But that's pretty darn neat. Um so it's okay. it's kind of a it's an interesting blurring of the lines between the instance and the random mob. Right. It's kind of you know it used to it's be kind of like a kind of like a roving instance. Yeah, kind of is. Yeah, this is exactly what. It, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. And that's a that's a nice mechanic. Like I enjoy those. So <clears throat> I think you know this was something cool um, that wow brought in that didn't exist when i was there before so to sum things up i think that is that your sword say again oh that's my sword yes that's that's ashbringer i see it's not on fire yet lazy i know (laughs) there's there's a slight glow to it right there's like a little bit a little bit at the end um but you can also see how my armor is all a hodgepodge right uh because i i I haven't used the transmogrify stuff Mm -hmm. but uh you know, in theory, I could go in and I could pay gold and I could make it all look uniform and awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go. Um, so what I would say about the game in total, uh, and for anybody who is thinking about coming back, this is what I would say. It's been really fun. I've been playing it for a month. I'm not going to say I'll play it for another seven years. We'll see what happens. But for a month, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, they've simplified some things. 
like for example when i left the game part of what i felt was ridiculous was that i needed to write a macro for a shot rotation for my my character that was so complex that it even had to incorporate my latency like that's just ridiculous if i wanted that i'll play eve mm, yeah that you don't need to do any of that anymore uh, i haven't had to and from what i've uh, been told by uh you know players that have been around there's nothing that complicated anymore so it's been fun it has streamlined a lot of stuff um some of your your gear now changes its stats based on your specialization like that's really convenient and there's a lot of nice convenience uh upgrades that have taken place in the last seven years now the it's in addition to being fun it's also overwhelming there's so much there like i i skipped an entire expansion i never saw any of the content from and there's so much content like if um if you want to see it all that's cool because there's a ton of it and i'm sure you could play for many months and not even get through all of it hmm. okay um now on the other hand if you're somebody that has the you know if you feel like you have to do it all this game could drive you nuts because there's so much content right like i said i've never even played the the pet paddle pats the pokemon game and there's people that spend a lot of time doing that the there's dog PvP fighting game I talk about right yeah they're going and they're sending you their dogs they're mic faking it um stop moving around okay and i would say that uh it's very familiar but it's also very different there's entire uh statistics that didn't exist before attributes that didn't exist before um world quests are a totally new kind of sure. thing um the way that you can interact with other players is radically different like you can interact with players on different realms now mm-hmm. and you can join raids um through a game interface with complete strangers from different realms sure so um that's very different but it's also kind of familiar because you're still doing dungeons you're still doing raids um you can just do it with a french guy now yeah you do it with a french guy (laughs) who's playing on a different server right okay um and then i'd also say that what's the mobile app so yeah like it's more integrated it Mm -hmm. has its own app Remember how I told you you're now the High Lord? I'm yeah. the Eisner. My character's name is Eisner, and he's sure. the High Lord of the Paladins. Sure. I can go on my app and send my minion paladins on quests. Oh. Yeah. And it's a little ridiculous who are my minions. Like, characters in the game that are uber-ridiculously powerful, um, who were, like, grand poobah super demon-fighting paladin psychos or generals of all of the armies of Azeroth, like now I send them on missions on my app. <laughs> so it it's a lot to, it's a lot to take in in a month of playing sure. and still feel like you're enmeshed in the story. Yeah. But that's a little bit my fault for trying to rush through all of this stuff, you know? Um and I should mention that part of the reason I'm rushing through is because the new expansion comes out next month. Oh okay. So you want to get as much done as you can because you got this brand new thing coming down the pipe. 
exactly and and i want to see that and you know you know this but your listeners don't but my wife plays wow and she's played pretty much all along and so uh, I think it would be cool to be able to play with her again when the new expansion comes out. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to note that uh, where where Cthulhu had to make sacrifices for his family, his wife did not. Yep, he stopped <laughs> playing because a daughter was born. All, all she, well, I, I pooped it out. It's your problem now. That's you what, said that exactly right when what I drink water. <laughs> you almost got a spit take on camera. <laughs> anyway, this one's four stars? Yeah, so I give it four stars because I think that it has it reminds me of all the fun i had i'm still having fun with it i don't feel like i'm bogged down by anything that's not of my own making mm. the only way i feel bogged down is i have i'm trying to rush um the integration with the outside and talk about that a lot but you know you use twitch and you use the mobile app and you use discord and um like for example you use uh twitch i might get these backwards no yeah you use Twitch to talk to people, like that replaced what I used to use Teamspeak. Team no, that's, that's Discord. Or... That's Discord. Oh, it's Discord. Okay, yeah. and then Twitch. Well, one of them you talk on, and the other one it hosts all of your um, add-ons. We're on Twitch so... right now, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Okay. But um... the, the the battle.net is 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 interesting because I use that all the time back in the day for StarCraft too. Oh yeah 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 right okay yeah so that's expanded that's like um. You play all their games, like Destiny 2, you play through that. Mm-hmm. Hearthstone, I okay. think you can play right. through that. You can play StarCraft for free. And you can play WoW through that as well. Yeah, and you play oh. WoW through that as well. Cool. So there's a lot It's a lot. There's a lot of integration. It's kind of interesting. But okay, so wait. That, so wait. It, yeah, yeah if, if, if someone said, hey, should I go back? And with four stars, you're saying definitely. Oh, yeah, I would definitely give it a shot. I think that was a, it's a really, um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, if you liked it before and you got sick of one thing or another, I would think that it's probably fixed what you were sick of and it's worth playing again. Cool. Well, thank you very much. We really appreciate you coming here and helping us out. And uh, just remember, everyone, uh, don't miss an episode. Go ahead and uh, follow us on Twitch and uh, you can turn on the notifications every time we go live. You will know it. And of course, if you want to, please subscribe. You know, uh, you, you got Twitch Prime. Throw, throw us a bone. We'll like you for it. Trust me. And if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you very much. You can subscribe and don't forget to hit the notification bell. That way you know every time a new video drops. All right. And that brings us to our RNG. And today we're going to start with uh, Cthulhu telling us about his him getting back into comics. Now, he's not up to date like, uh, like Garthon is. He's 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 slowly coming up the coming up the backside. (laughs) That sounded weird. That sounded weird. Probably never catch up. Okay, probably not catch up. But it's a little weird to say that. But yeah. So what what's the what are the comics we want to talk about today? So, um, I thought we could talk about three titles: Um, the Rebirth Superman, the Rebirth Batman, and coming from Rebirth in those two books, uh, a title called Super Sons. Okay, which think, features the right. actual biological children of Superman and Batman right. in th- adventures together. I think we're going to start off with Batman. Okay. So I've enjoyed it. I've heard a lot about it and how good <laughs> it was supposed to be. Uh, you know, but I'm like, a, I don't know, I'm a I, two-year I, guy. I, yeah. <laughs> but I was, I was reading what Duncan said about Backside. He, he overheard Backside and Garthon. And he's, you know, it's <laughs> not like that. It's not like that. We're Deadpool 2-ing this. There you go. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so I was going to say, 
it's written by somebody who's a fairly new writer. His name's Tom King. Okay, new by my standards. I don't know. Been maybe a while. Five been around a while. Yeah, uh, Garth has done lots of comics on him. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I I'd heard of him because he got famous long before I read any of his stuff. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I've read a few books. I have to say, yeah, he's darn good. Like I I really enjoy his stuff, and I think he's deservedly famous. Um. I did read the new 52 Batman written by Scott Snyder, which was surprisingly awesome. But, uh, yeah, and so then this Batman is actually really good. It, it So Batman's had different phases, right? And in some of the phases, he's been very psychologically messed up, and they've really laid into that. And they've also really laid into the loner Batman. Other times, they've really pulled back from the psychological dysfunction, and they've leaned into the Bat family. What I think is really interesting about this run, and I'm three or four trades in, mm-hmm. is that they're both keeping all the psychological dysfunction. Like, Batman is still a messed up, broken human yeah. being. Yeah. But they're keeping all the family stuff. They're not getting rid of that. So I think there's a new Robin type of guy. I forget his name, but he was uh, the star of the... He's a new guy who's like a new sidekick. Um, and they're still... Uh, at least in the in the beginning, Tim Drake and Jason Todd and uh, Nightwing are all oh. still around, and you even get these two new guys. My well, camera stopped. A new girl. Your camera stopped. Yep, I'm not moving. Can, can you see my list moving? No, you can't. Uh, no, I can't. But uh, keep going. Go, go ahead and keep going. Yeah, go ahead and keep going. Gotham Man and Gotham Girl, which seems like just completely ridiculous stuff, but it's really not played ridiculously at all. They are these introduced as these Superman level characters into Batman's grim and gritty Gotham world. And you come to find out that um, they have a very similar origin to Batman and that they encountered a similar sort of violence very early in their lives in Gotham. And um, instead of there being nobody, Batman was there and he inspired them. And so cool. they uh, went out and they, they became these superpowered people, basically, so they could be like Batman. Okay, now you say superpowered people. Really superpowered yes. or just skilled? No, no, like, no, super, like Superman level. Oh, no, they, they, they got a treatment or something. Yeah. Un- yeah. Underground I mean, I treatment? Could... Yeah, yeah. They, they've done that a lot in comics, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how much we're saying or spoiling or whatever, but I could That's go fine. into more detail. If no, you no, want. no, you don't have to. But they, 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 they got the treatment to to be able to fist the cuffs. I got it. I got it. Oh, yeah. So, so I'll say the way they're introduced, Batman is saving a plane from crashing on Gotham, mm-hmm. which Batman shouldn't be able to do because no. he's a human, yeah. but he's Batman. So he has a way. Yeah. But this way is going to kill him because he's only human. Right. Well, right the man come in and they're like superman they literally just catch the plane and not only save the plane but they save batman's life and these two characters um they i expected when i heard about this that they would be rivals and that would be this cliched story that would be redone and batman doesn't want those kind of people in his city because it's his city but they totally don't do any of that garbage they adore Batman, and instead of Batman saying, oh, I'm not going to help you, it's my city, go home, he agrees to become their, like, trainer and teacher and mentor. Wow, that's that's different. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have pegged that one, but okay. Yeah, it's really different, and, um, you know, things don't go super well for no, everybody. Probably not. But um, the people that do, 
make it to future uh, issues or trades of the Batman series, they they are um, they're affected by the events of the first storyline. Okay, and so they really Batman feels an obligation and almost a love and a, a real kinship uh, affection. with them. Affection. affection. But it goes almost deeper because he really kind of sees himself in them and mm. he gets a little bit of the... Yeah, there's there's a lot going on there. And that's actually... His trying to help them is what motivates the plot in the second and third trade paperback. So these really aren't just one-off characters for a story. They really become a part of this new run of Batman, right, cool. which is a really interesting thing. So in a later book, all right, nope, oh, go ahead. No, nope, that's a later book. We're going to go to the okay. next book. Okay. All right. The next one we have is the super sons. Okay. This is just, so if you don't know who Damian Wayne is, Damian Wayne is Batman and Talia Al Ghul's biological child. Yes. He's the one dressed up like Robin. Yes. So basically Talia, you know, more or less, I'm not sure if we can say it, took advantage of Batman. Yeah. It's not entirely clear that he was consenting to this. No, it's entirely uh, clear he wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so he has this kid and this kid was raised by Talia in the league of assassins, which is not He's super, super great. Yeah. yeah, no, no, not great at all. I mean, he is super I mean, a great fighter and strategist and all of this, and he's like 10 or something. But he always goes um, dark. Like, he, oh, he defaults to dark. Oh, totally defaults to dark. Like, the easiest way is to kill everyone there to get to exactly. our objective. I don't understand yeah. why you wouldn't do anything else. It's just stupid. Oh, yeah, but he literally says that. Like, that's yeah. what he'll say, and he'll admonish... Um, he admonishes Dick and, and, and Jason. He, Jason's a little closer in temperament, but, and of course, Father Bruce. Well, um, he was introduced years ago, and he's died and come back and stuff. And at some point, he 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 wanted the love of his father. His father's effing Batman, mm. so he it's tough love, but it's not psychotic, murderous love, which is what his mom had to offer. Sure. So he dedicates himself to being everything Batman wants, right? Being a great Robin and being, you know, a hero because that's what his dad Not is. defaulting to the killing of folk. Exactly. Yeah. But that's still his nature. So, like, he's always fighting that and he's yeah. got so much attitude. It's really, it was, it sounded like a stupid idea at first when they introduced it in comics years ago. But, but there's been a lot of really entertaining yeah. stories featuring them. But it, but it ended up being all right? Yeah, yeah. It, and it's still paying dividends. Like, this book was really entertaining. Well, um, it's out now. It's done. <laughs> yeah, I heard that it finished, but I know they solicited a new uh, series, like a hey, new number one. I don't know about that. All I know is that it's all going under one umbrella now, one writer, and, they, and he skimmed down to two, maybe three books, and that's it. But, okay, you, you talked about Damien. What about what about Superman's kid? What's he like? He's, so, he's probably a pushover, right? He's a wuss, he's a wuss boy? Well, kind of. In, in hearkening back, to start with, hearkening back to Crisis, his dad is the Superman of the, the original Earth. Yeah. new 52 Earth. Yeah, the real one. So, like, <laughs> what you and I grew up with is the real one. Exactly, like John Byrne's Man of Steel origin story. Like, that's his dad. Yep. Um, who married Lois and had a kid somehow. I'm not exactly sure I missed that. But anyhow, they have a kid. So he is sweet and endearing and well-meaning and um, temperament-wise the opposite of Damien. 
but he's just starting to develop his powers when this book picks up. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's not stupid. He's a he's a clever kid. Like you know, he's got Lois's um, sort of uh, yeah. No, I, I got it. I got it. Like uh, he, uh, unlike Damien, who has ten years of ninja training, <laughs> right. he's got he's got you know watching his dad on TV training. That's what he's yeah doing. exactly yeah yeah, yeah. It, it like he can farm. But, yeah. Um, Woo! yeah, so they're a good odd couple mix. And of course, over the course of the story, they, I don't know if I'd say they quite come to respect each other, but they at least learn to work together. Mm-hmm. They get in trouble. Their dads come together. Their dads bond a little bit over being dads of these kids that are problematic because this Batman and Superman don't know each other. Right. Because this Batman is the new 52 Batman. Right. Right. And whereas um, the, whereas the old Superman is used to his Batman being his best friend. Yeah, exactly. And, and these guys are not exactly. You know, then this this Batman is a stranger. I mean, every every time yeah. he every time I would see someone who looked just like my best friend but hated <laughs> me, I would be yeah. pissed off. Yeah, well, and yeah, Batman met this old new Superman when the new Fifty Two Superman died. Yeah, so all so, right out of the bat, yeah, it's not a, yeah. not a great fit. A lot of bad yeah. Stuff. All right. It, so it, it, wait, hang on. So so uh, good or bad? What do you think? Should people go after it or should they pass? Oh yeah. Yeah, they should go. I mean, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's not the Dark Knight. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not super serious. It's not, you right. know, like, oh, it's it's all high level, highbrow stuff. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. It's an adventure. It's like it's okay. like Indiana Jones. Like you're going to have a good time for, you know, however long it takes you to read this thing. Got it. OK, cool. Cool. Let's go to the next one. The next one is the Superman Rebirth. Yeah. And this guy looks like serious mofo on the cover. <laughs> he does. He no it, joke. This I got to say this book. um I've read the first four trades of this and a lot has happened. And the main thing is that it was the old Superman, right? Like mm-hmm. John Byrne era Superman sure. coming into this new DC world mm-hmm. and he's married to Lois and he's not a reporter. He's been completely hiding out, just raising his son yeah, up a farm. like recently. Yeah. He's yeah. got a farm. Yeah. So he decided time. to come back into the world and take on the mantle of, the real Superman. Well, now, to be fair, I believe there was a lot of secret saving he did. Shh, quiet. There was a lot of secret saving where he would save people at super speed in the night and people wouldn't know. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. But part of being behind <laughs> for years in comics is I think I missed stuff even when yeah. I caught up. Yeah. But um, I think you're right about that. So uh, some of the interesting things, like I think in this book, he had to actually work with Lana this earth lana mm-hmm. not sure what happened to this oh i do know what happened to this earth lois that happened in a different title but it didn't go well for her awesome. so um that was part of it and and there's a lot of him with his son mm-hmm. uh which is a really interesting dynamic for superman from a story perspective because it gives some weight to the book i think in this first one he ended up fighting the eradicator which he knows his Eradicator right from when he died. Sure, yeah, yeah. Eradicator was you, one of the you used him as a freaking battery. I'd have yeah. some. I'd have some uh, some resentment on that one. Yeah, exactly. Right. So so the Eradicator, this universe's Eradicator, is a little bit different. But of course, Clark does not trust him. No. And he he's proven that he's probably right not to trust him because this one ends up being not quite on the same level as the his the one he's familiar with. But his agenda isn't totally different. Um, oh, Duncan! There, there he goes with his Batman, his Batman <laughs> navel gazing again. sits sits on a rainstorm rooftop. I took the kids to batting practice. There was a strange noise coming from the Honda Odyssey. It clunked, just like my father's beer bottles after a bad episode of Wheel of Fortune. Oh God! 
<laughs> well, there's some of that in the new Batman run. Like, we kind of stopped talking about yeah, it, but I read yeah, the yeah. Garthon covered it extensively. The the, the Batman navel-gazing, everything goes back to his father. Yeah, yeah. that... Yeah, it's, it's crap. Yeah, we know. Okay, well, move on. No, 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 no. Move on. I don't know if move it's on. terrible. But... Move on. This book. This book. This Anyhow, son. this book. Yeah. I don't know if there's navel-gazing in this book. I, but, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say no, no. But the father-son dynamic, I really thought that was interesting. Like, I... Maybe it's just because I'm old now, right? I mean, I'm 40, got a kid, and the idea of these superheroes having to do that thing too is something that engages me more than watching high school versions of them again. Yes. Like, when I was young, it was cool to see Peter Parker in high school, and even when I was a little bit older, when I finally got around to watching Buffy, I was like, oh my god, this is Spider-Man. This is great. Yeah. But at this point, like... I'm pretty interested in seeing this story about I always thought of superheroes as what was cool about them wasn't just the adventure but they're kind of like these ethical ideals and what would it be like to do this ideal in this 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 hyper setting um, and so now you're adding parenthood into the mix and I think that's a really cool thing mm-hmm. maybe bias so if you're like a 15 year old listening to this podcast and you don't care maybe yeah maybe you're yeah. like i don't, I don't want, want no kids what are you talking about i don't want to talk about no kids jesus <laughs> right. man yeah. come on yeah so so that's kind of a cool thing i mean i think in a lot of the superman books like the villains aren't always the most interesting things and i would say right. that's true here but the the family dynamic uh carries the book and the art's gorgeous i mean doug sure. Monty, you can see his cover there it's right, great. great well that's awesome that's great and uh that that, that covers our comic book section and now we go on to The Expanse. Now, we both watched uh, season one and season two. I've watched all of season yes. three, and you haven't. Correct. Okay. Now, I've what? Episode one of season three. Episode, that's it? Holy yeah, crap. Okay, you're like I 10 know. episodes behind, dude. Wow. All right. Well, uh, season yeah. one, I thought, was amazing. It was, it was a simple idea. You know, uh, started off as misunderstanding, the compounded errors, compounded errors, and just mis. Uh, uh, mistakes creating creating exacerbated problems and it's humanizing it was very very human you know it's 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 something that people would do and the and i think the whole uh the whole way they 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 tackle space travel is yeah. extremely uh realistic to what we know space it's not it's not star trek space travel where they have artificial gravity and force fields and all that stuff no it's 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 space travel like 50 years ahead not 400 years ahead you know mm-hmm. so so you you can it, it's a lot more visceral it's a lot more dangerous yeah. you know and you, you really you really think that wow these people are nutters for doing this yeah. you know Builders. but as it got through season two and especially in season three it's gotten a more you know supernatural nonsense i thought mm-hmm. i am not digging it well let me say this i think that in science fiction when they introduce one weird, almost supernatural element, I sometimes love it, but the balance is really dangerous. Uh, like if you if you remember Neuromancer, yes. they didn't give you AI until the very end. Yes, and it was this hint. I loved that. In in the first season of The Expanse, kind of played with the proto molecule that way. Yes, and I forget exactly where season one and season two where the uh, separation was. Yes. Yeah, the demarcation line. Um, but Thomas Jane in the crash, 
on um, Jupiter. That didn't happen until season two, right? Correct. Now, uh, yeah. Thomas Jane comes back in season three as a what? ghost. As a ghost. Oh, my God. That was a ghost. Okay, yeah. interesting. I really no, it's not. It's like awful. Isaac, oh, yeah, yeah. Asimov, the... the Foundation <laughs> or, series. Yeah. Or, like, Dune, right? I mean, eventually the eventually supernatural... Eventually it's going to be Dune, yeah. That, 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 that's that's the thing. They they failed uh, with with the ramp up. You always try to outdo yourself, outdo yourself. Uh, you're just stepping too big, and now you made a few steps, and you're way above where you started. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's gotten real weird. Well, you're ahead of me. So uh, yeah. uh, going to the end of season two, you've seen more of the proto molecule. Yeah. Yes. Um, but one of the things that I liked by the end of season two is that a lot of the characters I cared about more. Mm, that's true. In there was a lot of one, personal growth. You're right. Yeah, like in season one, I only cared about the characters on the the main ship. Right. Right. The Martian pilot and the the psycho tough guy. He mellows out with the cool hair. Yeah, he does. He, he yeah, seems to he a little bit. And, you know, yeah. the 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 main lead guy. Yeah. Like other than them, and of course Thomas Jane for he died. Like other than them, I didn't really care about anybody. But over season two, like I came to be interested in the lady that. A politician lady. Well, I really she, like her she, bodyguard. Yeah, she yeah, dies, yeah. I'd be bummed out. Ah, uh, nah. The Martian yeah. Marine lady who yeah. ended up. Yep. Working uh, with the with the with the Rasante. What is it called? Yeah, I think that's the name of the ship. No, Rasanate. That's it. Rasanate. Yeah. Rasanate. Right. Yeah. We're working with um, them for a while. Yeah. And in in season yeah. three, even though she's she's back into active duty in Mars in the Mars military, oh. she she still oh. holds an affection for those guys be, because Mars is is trying to sue them to get their ship back. And and okay. they're like, no man, there was nobody on the ship. We didn't steal it. We we you know, it's free booty. We got it. Space Uh-oh. maritime law, yay! And 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 she's like, uh, you know what? I've seen him. I've seen him fly. I've seen him fight. They can have it. They should have it. You know, hmm. give give it to him. All right, whatever. Okay. So so that's one thing. Like, the the political stuff is actually interesting. It in was season, season two. two. Yeah, the the political intrigue was was not overdone. It was done very. I thought it was done really well. It didn't take yeah. up all the screen time. There was still all that time for personal growth. And it was great. The problem is the the whole supernatural aspect. The the, the molecule became sentient, became godlike, mm-hmm. and in, and in, in season three it became like you know Stargate ancients, like energy beings and crap. You're like, what? Oh Come on! Come so they on! The yes, they okay. did. Yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that because one of the things I liked in season the first half of season two, but less in the second half, mm-hmm. I like the idea of the alien tech. The, the proto molecule as this totally outside wild yeah. card. Yeah, alien how... in the extreme. You can't understand yeah, yeah, yeah. it. You have no idea how to predict it. It's yeah. going to do what it does, and you're going to die when you die. That's how it works. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I wanted to see how the different human factions responded to that that monkey wrench in their system. You get a little bit of it in season two, but in season well, three, it's I, just in season yeah. two. It was another weapon. Exactly. Right? Like exactly. they were using it. Some I don't know rich. Yeah, and at the end of season two is, is is when uh, it's it, it crashed onto Jupiter and it created its own ship. Yeah, and it rose out. Oh, yeah. that I haven't gotten to that yet. Really, that's the that last episode in season two. Oh, uh, is that well? Okay, they showed the ship coming apart. The science vessel totally yes. came apart. Yes, that was the episode or two before the end of season two, right? I think. Well, regardless, I, I haven't seen the ship okay. come out yet. Got it. Yeah. Um, but. It was when they started making it kind of mundane, and mm-hmm. they made the the hybrid in season two. Right, right. Like, 
you're, it, it kind of it's took going away too far. What was interesting yeah. about it's, it. It's going you know? too far. You know, it's 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 too integrated. It's too everywhere now. You know, it's it's too normal. But um, I'm not. So you're further along than I am. Yeah, of course, yeah. And I'm planning to at least watch season three. But are you planning to continue watching it with season four and however many? Only, only because I've watched season one and two. If if you haven't watched season one and two, I would say you know what. You're gonna love season one. You're gonna think season two is all right, and season three so far has been a disappointment. And if you're the kind of people who say, oh, the series is great, but you, you can't handle it falling apart like most series do, they fall apart at the end, mm-hmm. then this is what's happening with this one. You know, that's just it. It's like uh, Heroes. First season was amazing. After that, mm-hmm. it just fell apart. You know, this one's not as bad, but that that's my take on it. It's falling wow. apart. Okay. Now, are you, I don't know anything about the storyline from the books. Like no, I, don't, I, I know nothing of the books either. Nothing. I, we're, we're going just off of the yeah. series. But um, I wonder if that makes a difference in terms of quality. Because like, you I watch what? Game of Thrones. It always does. It always does. Fun. It always does. I mean, uh, you, you watch Akira, the uh, the anime. You really oh, yeah. want to understand it. you gotta you got to read Akira the book. You have to. And you find out that the movie was like just the first two of exactly. six books. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And you know, Akira the book is that thick. It's like three inches thick. Oh yeah, I mean no, it's more than three inches. I mean, well, it, it, I, I got the little, thing. the little one. I don't, I don't have the oh. hard cover or anything. I got the little one, the oh. condensed version where it's all small type that my old <laughs> eyes can't read anymore. That's right. You know, it's called the pocket edition, but I, I ventured oh. to find a pocket it'll fit in. You know, the it's purse the edition maybe. You know, man bag edition maybe, but not, not pocket. You're out of your mind. But the, the, the expanse. So I, yeah. I, I've seen all of, all of the episodes. And I got to go with season one started a four, went down to a three for for season two, and season one has been a one and a half. I could be easy. I, I could be talked into two. What do you think? Season one, season two. Again, I don't remember the the cutoff as well, but I would say as a whole for both of them, I'd probably go three to three and a half. Okay. If I could, and. and because there were some parts where I was in love with the show. Mm-hmm. And even in spite of things, again, I, I haven't soured as much for me yet. Like, I'm still riding high at the end of season two. I mean, there's some things I don't like, but there's some things I really like. Sure. Um, and that balance hasn't tipped one way or the other, or at least hasn't tipped negatively yet. Got it. But I can say that I'm really rooting for the show. Like, I hope oh, that sorry. season four turns it around i hope so they, they really have to get rid of this god particle nonsense they really have to get rid of it yeah i mean there's nothing go back to the well like it on tv right now yeah. i mean i've heard people say it but it's yeah. kind of true i mean this kind of space opera thing like yeah. that's a setting i love i mean mm-hmm. how many books have we read about that and there's probably a hundred more we yeah. could read about it that we Absolutely. haven't yet but this is the only show sure got like it. there's no show like this i mean yeah, so, okay. so really... three, three and a half for yeah. for season one and two. I'll give it as an overall one, two, and three because it's mm-hmm. almost done with season three. I mean, it's got nine, ten episodes in. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with two and a half on average. On average, it's average. It got okay. it was really great and then turned into crap. So mm-hmm. average out. There you go. That's what we got. Okay. And uh, right. that is the end of our RNG. And now we'll we'll talk about Max Liao and Elgarian, who are other streamers on this. Max Liao uh, has been crapping out. He's been doing nothing lately. He's uh, he's got no excuses. He's just lazy. 
he's uh, I don't know selling selling children in the black market. I don't know what he's doing, but he's not streaming. <laughs> and Elgarian, okay. uh, he's on vacation now, but when, when he comes back, he'll be streaming Shaun of the Avatar Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Central Time. And that's an awesome show. You should you should check it out. If uh, if you haven't played Shroud of the Avatar before, do it now, because uh, you can you can go you can go on his streams. He will, as a matter of fact, he will help you out on stream for if you're if you're a new character, help you out. So check that out. And of course, uh, he's he's got a, he's got a new thing going on. I don't know if it's going to be every week, but on uh, on Wednesdays at uh, 8 p.m. Central. He'll be streaming again, this time a bargain bargain bin games, where he has over 240 games in his Steam library, and he's going to start playing them. And because, dang it, he's got 240 of them, and he's tired of collecting games and not playing them. So he's going to play them, and you can watch him play the first first try together. And, of course, there's his Soda links, Real Players the Avatar, and SodaHelp.com. You can see them here, and you can check them out later. All right. And there's our streaming schedule. So, like, 8 p.m. Central, I was right. There you go. And, uh... This is this is our our deal, and you can see a uh, team up. It's not going to be a team up now, because Garthon is uh, is out for the next week or so. So I'll be playing uh, Sunday and Monday all by my lonesome, and maybe even Thursday. But uh, yeah, burn this into your brain. Know it, love it, be it. Everyone everyone wants everyone wants to know exactly what Legion is doing, and this is it. And of course, you can like, subscribe, and comment on any of these things on any of our social media. We want to hear from you. You think we do something right? Think we do something wrong? I want to know it, and I want to implement it. That's exactly right. And of course, you can support us again on Patreon, Streamlabs, PayPal Direct, buy our gear, or cheer directly in Twitch. Hopefully, more effectively than Cthulhu Law has tried. Okay. And uh, speaking of Cthulhu Law, Cthulhu Law, do you have anything to say about your experience today? I always enjoy talking to you. Aw, that's a heartstring right there. And that's it, folks. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> th th thank you very much, and you all have a great evening. <laughs>